0: Uh, Jeremiah 2, uh, 12 and 13 is what I'm going to read. So I'm going to start with that. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 2. I'm going to read 12 and 13. And it reads like this. Be astonished, O heavens, at this, and be horribly afraid. Be very desolate, says the Lord. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me the fountain of living waters. Everybody say, God is that fountain of living waters. Right, amen. And hewn themselves cisterns, broken cisterns, that can hold no water. Glory to the name of the Lord. Lord, as we come to you today, we thank you and praise you for this time of fellowship that you have. We thank you for the 69 years of this church. We thank you for Brother Hale and Sister Hale and their devotion, their prayers, the time spent, their... Lord, we just thank you for them right now. Lord, you told Jeremiah that you would put the words in his mouth. And I appreciate your confirmation today, but I want you to put the words in my mouth, O Lord. Lord, let your word go forth as you see fit, as you want it to, and I give you praise and glory for it. And let the church say, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. So, uh, uh, brother and sister Hale, whom pastored the, this church for 43 years no doubt had their share of troubles and hard times and probably many times felt like that they were in a desolate place but God was with them always he was always with them because they were always faithful he did not cut off his fountain of living water from them they did not follow a false doctrine or worship any other God. They knew who the one true God was. And, they, and he taught it. And he preached it. And stuck to it. The one true God. So this church thrives today. Because of their foundation and devotion. To truth and much prayer. So with that being said. I thought it was fitting today. To go uh, uh, with that text. And hopefully uh, get the, the the point across. Uh that I feel like God wanted me to say. And so I named this, uh, Are You Loyal to God? So that's what I'm, that's, that's what I'm to speak on today and ask you that question. Are you loyal to God? So God's Word doesn't change with the times. It stays the same. It stays true. It depends on us believing on it and getting it out and keeping with the truth. God's Word doesn't change. 25 years ago, Uncle Samar preached it. It's the same way today. It's the same Word. It's the same Word. So Jeremiah, the prophet, uh, young people, uh, God come to him when he was just in his late teens and gave him the Word that he, want, that he wanted to speak to Judah. And he, God told him, don't worry about his youth because Jeremiah said, Lord, I'm just in my youth. I cannot speak to these people, but God says, Jeremiah, don't worry about your youth. You go do as I tell you to. I'm paraphrasing. You go do as I tell you to. I'll give you the words, and I will see to it that you know what to say. Thank you. And so so Jeremiah did this. Now, Jeremiah had to instruct the people of Judah that they were willfully sinning. They fell into the temptation of the nations and cultures that surrounded them. They were worshiping pagan false gods, a god by the name of Baal, hoping it would bring them with abundant crops and livestock. But once they went down that road and started to mix and mingle with the other gods that were in the nations and land that they were, they started traveling down a very dangerous path. Very dangerous path because they started to be, be, uh, to worship these idols, become idolaters because God, that's what God had told Jeremiah they were. God gave a good stern word for them. God said, they have turned their backs to me, not their faces. Oh, Lord. Lord, don't ever let us turn our backs to you. Let us always turn our faces to you. Go to you in each and everything. Don't let us turn our backs and not ask you and seek you for your will and design in our life. Don't let us ever be accused of turning our backs to you, Lord. So you can imagine how this hurt God because Jesus treats the children of Israel like they're the bride. He, he makes many references to that, that they are the bride of Christ. So he was very hurt, and they even claimed they had done no wrong. But the Bible says they could not refrain from sinning. And they, they kept committing this, the first commandment of God, Thou shalt not have any other gods before me. No other gods before me. Jeremiah gave them a stern warning, but they did not want to heed to it. He even, he even told, uh, told them that uh, the example of Israel's divorce from the Lord. Because that's exactly what God had done. He di- he divorced them because Israel gave acknowledgment to these heathen gods. Because these back in back in back in these days, uh, these covenants that these nations had, and treaties, they were sworn in and done by the in the names of these other gods. So if they had treaties between nations and countries, they sworn them in by the names of these other false gods that. That, that they had then, and there were, that was the broken cistern. They were putting their faith and trust and standing up and backing up these treaties, standing up and backing up these gods, putting their hope in these other gods, wanting good things. They're looking around, seeing these other people, well, there's, they was probably doing well, saying these people are doing good. They're doing well. There must be something to their god. There must be something to uh, the heaven god, the air god, the ocean god. They had, they had a, the Bible calls it a um, like a system, a system of gods that they, they, they all followed. So I say to you today, what, it, what, is, what God is it that you worship? Is it the one true God? The, they worship these gods because of their livelihood, because they, they wanted good things to happen to them and come to them, but they tried to mix and mingle some of that with the one true God, and that won't fly. There's no other God before God. He is the one true God. You cannot mix and mingle anything else to them. So their loyalty was not to Him. They didn't go to Him in each and everything. Are we going to God for each and everything today? Are we going to God when it comes to our job? Are we going to God when it comes to our family, our home lives? Are we going to God no matter what when we're in that desolate place? Are we going to God, the one true God, the only God that we should look to, the only God that we should give glory to? Because He will take care of it all. He will take care of it all. He will not forsake us. Are we going to forsake Him? Are we going to turn our backs on Him? Or are we going to turn our face toward Him? Are we going to seek Him and praise Him and give Him glory? Glory to the name of the Lord. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I praise your holy name. So so this example of the children of Israel that Jeremiah was giving to Judah The divorce that took place because they were married to God. The the divorce that took place in Israel, they did not accept. And in... Praise your name. In uh, Ezekiel 23 and 9. Let's read that. Therefore... I have delivered her into the hand of her lovers, into the hand of the Assyrians, for whom she lusted. And it's talking about Israel there, because they didn't turn—they didn't turn away from their sinning, they didn't turn away from their wrongdoing and their and their bad deeds. They still continued on that path, and God eventually allowed the Assyrians to take them captive. It, they, God gave them into their hand, as He calls it, as the Lord calls it. He gave them into the hand of the Assyrians because they they were not, they were sinning so bad, and the Bible even says that Judah was sinning even more so. They they were sinning; they were as bad as animals. It says how bad they were sinning. So the Lord said, "No more." And that's thing. That's it, Church. God is not going to put up with your sinning for very long. He's going to only take it. For so long and then he's going to put a stop to it. Now he could do it in a couple of different ways. You might prefer, you know, the the way that he gives you the opportunity to come back to him because there may be another way where you don't have that opportunity. We always need to be ready to meet the Lord. We always need to be ready to go see him because if we sin so much and he gives us time and time again to, to change uh, to change and turn back to him if we don't he's 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 going he's going to basically discipline us for it he may wake you up some kind of way and hopefully you will recognize what recognize what he's trying to tell you when he wakes you up so there was no spiritual benefit in these false gods that's why god said they haven't made themselves broken cisterns that can hold no water they have forsaken the fountain of the living water god is that fountain of the living water it will always be flowing for you if you always go to him. He will never forsake you in that matter. That living water is there for you if you always go to him. Jeremiah tried for 40 years to, to get Judah to change their rebellious ways and come back to God. And he would have forgiven them, but they would not listen. For 40 years, Jeremiah tried to, to explain that to them and give them message after message. He was a broken-hearted prophet, but it still, they still would not change. God was patient with the people. He gave them every opportunity. He was so patient with them. He's patient with us, church. His grace endures forever. We can mess up and mess up and mess up. We're human beings. I'm a human being. I can mess up constantly. But the key is acknowledge that mess up when God gives you that opportunity to ask him for forgiveness and always stay true to him. Always stay true to him. There's an example given about the potter's house and how that as long as that cl- that marred clay is still wet and bendable and movable, it can be reused. But the moment it becomes hard, there's nothing you can do with it. You might as well throw it on, in the trash. And we we like to use that analogy all the time. And that is so true. As long as your life is in you and you have the breath in you, you are still able to come to God. You're still able to come to God and ask Him for forgiveness and to be in your life. Glory to the name of the Lord. If church is the is, if the church is the bride of Christ, then we're not to betray Him. We are to love Him, stand up for Him, trust in Him, back His word up, treat Him like we would our spouse. When you're married, there's not anything you would do for your spouse. Glory to the name I, I was going to try to make a reference here. I can't hardly speak sometimes and get choked up. But uh, Michelle told me earlier in the week there was a best friends thing. I don't know if it's on Facebook or something. And we talked about it, and uh, we feel like we're each other's best friends. I know her. She'll back me up. I'll back her up. And there's a friendship there that's so strong in our marriage that she's my best friend. She is so strong. I'll I'll bust up if I look at her. (laughs) Glory, I'm already bad enough. But she is so strong, and I really look up to her because of her strength and because I know no matter what If she feels like I'm being attacked, she's going to come running to me. Now, back to God. Are we that way for God? Are we looking to Him? If somebody's messing with our God, are we going to go stand up for Him? Are we going to run to Him? Are we going to say, you don't talk about my God. That's my God. His power's true. You cannot talk about Him that way. Are we going to back Him up? are we going to say, here I am, Lord, you're my God. I'm going to back you up because you know what? He backed you up. He's there for you. He's there for you day and night. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He is always there for you. Just like a spouse, just like your marriage, God is there for you. He's going to be there to no end. He's even going to be there when you mess up and and you commit a sin against Him in, you, in between your, you and God's marriage, if you will, even if you mess up, but you have to be honest about it, and you have to ask Him forgiveness and tell Him you're sorry, because He knows we're human and we mess up. But we have to strive daily to not mess up. We have to. The more you pray and fast and seek God, the closer you get to Him. We're, we're, we're still gonna mess up, but it ain't gonna be as much. And we can't just let that be an excuse all the time to mess up. Well, I mess mess up. I'll, I'll start over again next week. No, no, we we need to honor God's word, stay in his word, study his word, trust in him, and always be faithful to our Lord and Savior. Praise the name of the Lord. So you do anything for your spouse. You would even die for them. There's a lot of people who've given their life for Christ. One, uh, one that come to mind was the, I don't know her name. They made a movie about her. They watched it here not long ago, the, the Columbine High School girl. She stood up and said she believed in Christ. She wouldn't back down. She died for her Lord and Savior. Are we willing to do that today? If, if, if there becomes a, a, a threat that great in front of us, someone stands in front of us, wow, how tough she was. How strong she was. How determined. That love was so strong she wasn't going to deny it. She wasn't going to deny her Christ. Glory to the name of the Lord. Lord, help me be that strong that I will never deny you. Lord, glory to the name of the Lord. That's tough right there. Glory to the name of the Lord. But will you? Will you stand before your Savior that way? So what happened during Jeremiah's time is happening today. People are putting their hope and trust in everything but God. They're not seeking Him, not praying, not fasting. But they're the first ones to holler and say, why does everything go wrong for me? Why does everything fall through? But you know, the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. Yeah. So things are going to happen to you no matter what. How many? How many it, we don't know everything that happened to brother and sister hell in their 43 years pastoring, but they never give up. Things happen to them just like they happen to me today and happen to you. They happen constantly, but we have to stay true to our Lord and Savior just like our examples before us has. I, w- I have an example that I, w- that I want to share with you. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm going to have to do a better job at writing my... Text down because I want to make sure I get, I get them out. I wanted to before I share share with you. I want to look at uh, Jeremiah chapter one and verse five. I want want to read this before that I share this with you. Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. This is God talking to Jeremiah. He was prophesied um, before he was born. But before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. I really want to focus on that. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. God knew him before. He knew him in the womb. So... I want to share something that happened recently. Uh, Franklin Graham posted this, and th- this is tying into modern something modern day for for us to to look at. Franklin Graham posted this, and this is about our neighbor, uh, our back door neighbor here, uh, the uh, province on Ontar- Ontario, Canada, and. Uh, it says new Ontario law allows government to seize children if their parents oppose gender identity. Now you know where I'm coming from on this before I knew you formed you in the womb I knew you. God knows who you who 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 babies are before they're in the womb. He knows their gender before they're in the womb. But the provident province of Ontario has granted authorities the right to take children away from parents who refuse to accept their children's gender identity. Critics of the new measure launched a petition aiming for repeal, but out of Ontario's 86 legislators, 63 voted in favor of Bill 89, or the Supporting Children Youth and Families Act of 2017 on June the 1st. The legislation replaces the Child and Family Services Act, which used to govern child protection, foster care, and adoption services in the province. This new law includes gender identity. All right. It deprives parents of their earlier right to direct the children's education and religious upbringing. The bill was introduced by Ontario's Minister of Child and Family Services, Michael Coteau, who said, this is his quote, I would consider that a form, that a form of abuse when a child identifies one way and caregiver is saying no you need to do this differently. I wanted to share you that with you there is a petition that's trying to get this overturned but the church that is so scary. God knows what the gender of a child is and we as parents have to stand up for that we as a nation have to stand up for that lest this comes to our country and I don't know, there's already been legislation about bathroom bills, okay? So this is not far-fetched. We have to stand up for God. This is a slap in the face of to God. This is people going back on His creation. If you believe in God and you believed He knows you before you was in a womb, He knew what gender you were. And we as parents, when that comes up from kids, we need to tell them God created you who you are. He was not confused. God is not confused when He created you. He knows what you are. That's what He made you. That's what He wants you to be. And we need to be careful when legislation starts like this coming around. We need to let our congressmen know that we do not stand by this. We don't stand by it. Because lest we be taken away if they pass the law, they're going to come take your children away from you because you try to teach them a doctrine. What happened to our freedom of religion? Are we supposed to practice it? But but up here, I know this is Ontario, Canada, but they're saying this is a form now of child abuse. Wow. Lord, help us. Lord, help us. Praise your name, Jesus. I say again, I wonder what Brother Hell would say today about this gender identity stuff. Whoo, Lord, have mercy. I think about that sometimes, you know. Now, now that I'm 40 and... Uh, I think back on the the uh, older saints and how you know uh, they talked about the day back you know how times were back in their day, and I you know I remember thinking back then well I don't say was so bad you know I mean especially when President Reagan was in office I mean it, even as a kid it seemed good I mean especially patriotism, Every, everything seemed so so good and grand and uh, so uh, but then you know they talked about how bad it was and I, but I think sometimes wow what would they think today the things that's going on, the things that have taken place, you know, in in this nation, things that you never would have dreamed of, never would have dreamed of that would take place. It's happening. It's happening. And you know why it's happening? People have turned away from God. They've turned away from God. They're not staying true to Him. They're slapping Him in the face left and right. You know, God calls it like laying down upon a tree with a harlot. Now, now I'm pretty sure and confident if I go lay down on a tree with a harlot somewhere, Michelle ain't going to stay with me. She's going to divorce me. She ain't going to put up with that. Why are we doing it to God? Why are we doing that mess to God? We don't need to be doing that to our Lord and Savior. His grace is forever, but we don't need to be doing that to our Lord and Savior. We wouldn't do it to our spouses. We shouldn't. We shouldn't be doing them that way. So... this is what Jeremiah was trying forever to share with the, with the people of Judah and let them know, all you got to do is ask God for forgiveness. Turn from your ways, and God will forgive you. God tried, God tried that time and time again. He, the, the children of Israel, when, they, when he took them through the wilderness, they were doing things then that if not been for Moses, praying, and standing in on their behalf, God would have destroyed them in the wilderness. He, he was ready to do that on more than one occasion. He gets so tired and fed up with that mess. But you know what? Moses stood in on their behalf, and they kept going on. And God, God is patient. He is forgiven. But there there is a judgment coming too. He's only going to be patient for so long. There is a judgment that will come. Praise the name of the Lord. So I want to tie that into the positive aspect of it which is in revelations chapter 19 and we're going to read 7 8 and 9 in revelation talking about the marriage supper of the lamb let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory for the marriage of the lamb has come and his wife as the church has made herself ready And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright. For the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Then he said to me, Write, Blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true sayings of God. Blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Are you called today, church? Are you called to the marriage supper of the Lamb? Are you loyal enough to your God to be called to the marriage supper of the Lamb? Or is your God going to divorce you? Is time going to run out? Are you going to mess around so much you ain't going to stay loyal? and you You ain't going to make that marriage supper of the Lamb. Don't let that happen today. Don't let that happen. Glory to the name of the Lord. Praise the name of Jesus. I just give the Lord glory and honor and praise this day. I thank Him for this church the 69 years i'm so happy that it's going strong i thank him for uh our founders who laid a good foundation and then brother hell uh turning it over to uh my dad pastor Pruitt and he's gone because brother hell had faith in him uh, that he would speak the truth give the good word to the people that we need and he's uh i believe in my heart that that is what he's doing and i thank the lord uh, for Him today, and I thank, the, I thank the Lord because I'm striving to be more more, and more loyal to my God. If you consider that a marriage to Him, to God, always think, would my God be happy with what I'm doing? Would my God be happy with me for this? I always be thinking that today, if you have not, you feel like you've messed up or you haven't made that full commitment to God and want to be loyal to Him, I urge you today to make that step to do it. Make that step to, to ask God for forgiveness and be loyal to Him because His mercy endures forever. And one day we're going to reign at that marriage supper of the Lamb and be with all the saints of old who, who started this church, who endured. And I thank the Lord for them. And I thank you for your attention today. Praise the give the Lord another hand clap. Thank you, Lord.